Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, here to help you find success in all areas of your life. The power is in your hands. Join our network for free at besteveryou.com. And now, here's Elizabeth. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Best Ever You Show. We are kicking off the fall season, the fall 2023 season. I've been doing this show since, I don't know, before I began. <laughs> 2010, a really long time, before podcasts were podcasts. Uh, we were one of the first shows out there on Blog Talk Radio, and now we're syndicated everywhere. And it's all because of you. So thank you very much uh, for listening and sharing the show and doing everything that you can do to embrace the guests we bring on. And speaking of that, I have Jared Lemieux with me. He's the manager of the Lake Erie Crushers. Jared, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, you know, I I found you. <laughs> I found you. It was it was fun to find you too. I was kind of poking my nose around at people from Maine who are doing things in the larger setting of baseball and there you were and um reachable too. I really appreciate that. You you really answered your own email um in a in a time place and space where that probably could have gone to spam and <laughs> be left alone. So, thank you. Yeah, no problem. I try and stay available. Yeah, no, it's it's important. So, so this show, as as most people know, if you're new listening, we're hosted from Maine. I live in Maine, and uh, yeah. Jared is also from Maine originally, and uh, lives here probably in the off season or or you know whenever you're not doing things with baseball elsewhere. But you um, tell tell me all about you here in Maine. Um, you, you, did you grow up here? Were you born here? Yeah, I was born uh, born in Portland, uh, raised in Reedfield, Maine, which is just outside of Augusta, uh, yep. and a small town, one blinking stoplight, 2,000 people, uh, went to Marana Cook Community School, uh, which uh, brought four towns together, and really five, some some, kind, some kids from Fayette went to school at Marana Cook, and, you know, it was a small school, uh, you know, living off a lake, uh, not much to do, but uh, play sports. Do anything the school offered, and and hang out with your friends. And we played a lot of wiffle ball when I was a kid, and and just kind of enjoyed spending time with each other. Yeah, my whole and, front yard uh, is a wiffle ball field. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all wiffle yeah. ball all the time with four boys. It's wiffle ball. Yeah, me and my brother. Yeah, we put we put a field together in our backyard, uh, and uh, you know had all the had all the boys over, and <laughs> and spent many nights playing the game. Yeah. Now, what's that like knowing that, so you're from the small town in Maine and you have a knack for mm -hmm. baseball. Did you know that you had a knack for baseball as a little kid? How'd that go? I certainly loved it. I loved it when I was a little kid. And I had the advantage of having a brother that was two years older than me. So I always was competitive, uh, trying to, trying to, you know, get up to his level. Uh, <laughs> so he was always able to push me and, you know, my dad loved the game uh, and helped coach us when, I, when we were young. And uh, we really just had a good group of guys growing up that, that really enjoyed playing. And, and uh, you know, we, when we were young, we went to a couple of, you know, state tournaments. You know, when we were 11 and 12, we made it to the – when we were 12, we made it to the state uh, finals. We were runner-up and then, you know, had some success early on. You know, when we were 13 in Babe Ruth, uh, we won mm -hmm. the state championship. 
And then in 14, we lost in the championship to Portland. I pitched that game. Uh, and then in 15, we uh, we won it again. Uh, so we were able to go do some cool things in the New England tournament and, and represent the state of Maine. And, and then had a lot of success, you know, in high school and middle school as well with the school programs and won a couple state championships and, and went to three of them again, lost in extra innings in my junior year. Uh, so, uh, but won it my sophomore year with my brother, which was really special for me. Uh, and then, uh, won it again our senior year and, and I actually got to catch the state championship game. So, and I'm left-handed, <laughs> so that's kind of rare, but I, yeah. I've loved the game the whole time. I like doing a lot of different sports, you know, I'm a soccer player and a basketball player and, and, uh, you know, going to a small, small school, you get the advantage of being able to kind of participate in as many things as you'd like. And, uh, you know, I... It, it allowed me to try a lot of different things and find what my passions were, and and uh, you know I fell in love with baseball and and was able to play it in college at Bowdoin, did well there, and uh, and then coached there for a couple of years after I played uh, at Bowdoin. So then you know just kind of kept going with the game and 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 onto a different role, um, yeah. you know, and, and uh, kept you know just just never lost the passion for it. It's, it's something. Baseball is a funny sport where Every day you can see something new, and and so you never lose the the entertainment value of showing up to the ballpark. You you never know what you're going to expect and 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 what could happen each day. So it's uh it's always there's always some pleasant surprise at the ballpark. Yeah, you know I in listening to you, I can tell how humble you are as well. Um, and it 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 always amazes me how everybody remembers all of those moments, <laughs> no matter how old we get or where we go or what we do, we know those moments. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. And I, I think you skipped over one thing, though. You know, at Bowdoin College, you didn't just do well there. You were their male athlete of the year in 2006. And you've also gone on to get your master's degree. And this is a this is a day and age where there's a lot going on with student athletes. Um, I'm going to go there if you don't mind. And just, can yeah. you talk about yeah, so sure. just the, to all the people listening, kids, whoever you are, um, about the importance of that student part of the student athlete? Oh, of course. I mean, I chose Bowdoin because uh, it was, you know, an academically uh, competitive school. And, you know, it was close to home. Um, but yeah, I always knew that academics were going to come first for me. I, you know, a small kid out of Maine, uh, wasn't like heavily recruited by D1 schools. Um, but, uh, you know, you always got to keep that in mind because, uh, you know, one day someone's going to tell you it's your last day playing and, and you've got to be prepared for what comes next. And, uh, you know, I always felt like it was important to be ready and prepared for that. Um, you know, not only that, but, you know, doing the, the work it takes to be successful in the classroom is it, it trains you in in you know your time management, uh, how to learn, how to critically think, uh, and that all plays out. You know, if you're selfish about the game, want want to be good at the game. I mean, it's good to get good in the classroom too because the game of baseball is a, a thinking man's game, and and uh, you got to know how to do it. You got to know how to think and how to prepare and how to how to step up to the plate in pressure situations like you're taking an exam and. Uh, you know, so it all kind of folds in together and, and, uh, you know, but again, you know, there was a scary part moment for me, my senior year, uh, I, I was, uh, playing hockey actually in the off season and, and ended up breaking my ankle. So I thought I was nervous that, you know, 
my career was 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 over, you know, my senior year before it started. But uh, you know, so there was some scary uh, feelings to go through there. Had end up having to get surgery and and battle back from that. And you know, uh, I got lucky where the surgery was successful, and I did a lot of rehab and and uh, and and was able to come back for the se- the, the senior season. And and uh, yeah. but there was there was a scary moment there for a while. And, you know, you never know when, you, you know, you're going to be done playing and you got to be prepared for it. And that's, that's yeah. why I always put academics first. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. And I appreciate that. And you going through that with us because I, we, we as parents, <laughs> especially for boys, sons, adult sons now, I guess I can't call them, I can call them boys, but they're, you know, they're in their 20s. Um, you know, we've always stressed <laughs> that student part of, of um the student athlete for sure. Um, and you're so right. And that is really hard when you have an injury, isn't it? Um, we saw that this year at Georgetown with um, guys going down, my, you know, my, my son Cam played for Georgetown and um, pitched at Georgetown and uh, he was one of the ones who was injured and he was faced with that. Oh my God, am I done here? <laughs> you know, that, that it's a really, it's a scary feeling. It's almost, um, it can be depressing even. It's like, oh boy, you really got to, you've got to watch you guys because you, you're so used to doing things on such a high level that when that, when something like that happens, um, it's a, it's an adversity that you may or may not be trained to go through. Right. 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 And, and to be honest, that's why I love doing this job is because, uh, you know, through the game, some guys hit some, some very difficult moments to have to process and, and having had, experience myself going through it, I feel like I can be uh, a useful resource for them to kind of bounce their feelings off and, and uh, walk through uh, that, you know, valley with them yeah. uh, and and be there to support them and know that there's a, a you know, there's always going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. We had a guy go down towards Achilles and it was, you yep. know, a big, yep. uh, you know, this was a big year for him. It was, you know, he, he was uh, doing well and and, uh, you know, this is, you know, he was up, you know, playing at a high level and guys were looking at him and then all of a sudden, you know, he had this tragic uh, injury and and it was hard, you know, and, and but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm thankful to be able to be there for them going through it because now, you know, we're a few months removed and he's in a positive path and, and, and on his way to recovery and, and it's happened in many different ways, you know, with many different players that uh, you play this game long enough and, and, and something's bound to bound to break a little bit here or there, you know, the body right. is only uh, so strong, but, uh, and, and it's such an impact sport, uh, that, uh, you know, there's a lot of risk involved with it and, uh, you know, but, yeah. but that's something I like to be in there for, you know, uh, that's why I do this to, to be able to help these guys go through difficult situations, uh, yeah. you know, and be yeah. supportive. Yeah, and and so let's let's segue into like the Frontier League. Um, I'm going to jump a little around a little bit because that's that that is that where you're in right now. You're 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 the manager. The Lake Erie Crushers are in the Frontier League. Is that correct? I got yep. that right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. What's the, the Frontier, Frontier League? League? Yeah, it's a it's a MLB partnered independent baseball league. So it's a minor league, professional level. Uh, you know, the players get paid and. Uh, so we are uh, partnered with the MLB, and, and you know the MLB's gone through uh, you know some changes with their minor league operations, and uh, you know cut out some some lower level teams and developed a partnership with the independent leagues. And independent leagues have operated prior to 
um, a couple years ago operated independent of MLB and, and was a professional baseball uh, that was kind of separate. But another path for players uh, who don't get drafted or aren't in affiliated baseball to continue playing and and eventually get signed. Like we had a guy signed at, off of our team uh, two weeks ago uh, and went right to AAA with uh, the Los Angeles Angels. And so he's pitching and he's starting for the AAA team uh, in Salt Lake for the Angels. You know, and and so it's just it's the the independent. Uh, baseball realm is another type of ladder to get up to the big leagues. You know, it kind of sits next to the affiliated uh, ranks uh, where players who are either released or haven't been drafted and are working their way up uh, the ladder. It's just another way to do it. And and it's, uh, you know, it's not uh, owned by the MLB, so there's independent uh, owners and operators, uh, the managers at uh, each independent team have a lot more control uh, right. than at, you know, the minor league levels where, you know, the, the lineup and the pitching rotation and things get sent down to them from above, where in independent ball, the, the manager is basically, uh, you know, in charge of his own lineup, in charge of his own rotation, in charge of how much guys play, who stays, who goes. Uh, you know, it's, it's much... Uh, there's much more involved with being a manager on the independent level in that regard, uh, you know. But the, there are differences, uh, strengths that that are uh, that are there for affiliated minor league ball managers. Uh, but there's a little bit more freedom in independent ball. Yeah, and so tell me all about what you do for the Lake Erie Crushers. It's a cool name, by yeah, the so way, I'm the Lake Erie Crushers. <laughs> Yeah, the the name comes from the uh, the you know it's kind of a, a wine and vineyard region of Ohio, so there's a lot of grapes and and so they 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 kind of played off of that and called us the crushers. So we're crushing grapes and making wine, but uh, we crush baseball <laughs> dead. <laughs> that, that's a perfect. I know it's like that's a great thing to be called. We crush baseball. <laughs> the tagline. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and so tell me how you got involved. Like, how did you end up where you are, and um, what do you? What are all the things that you do? Sure. So, so my title here is the field manager and director of baseball operations. So, uh, everything baseball kind of runs through me here, um, and you know, there's a lot of you know getting getting fans in the seats. Uh, that that I'm not involved in, but the 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 product on the field is is my main focus, and and you know I'm the I'm the the manager, so I make all the in-game decisions, you know the personnel and lineups and things like that, and uh, you know I do all the recruiting and scouting to to bring players onto the team, um, you know, and I have uh, a lot of say in the you know the operations budget, you know, and what we use for you know pitching machines and tools and. And uh, gizmos and gadgets for the guys, and you know, yeah. there we have all the. We're all up to date in in terms of what we can offer our players, and you know, work out, uh, you know, uh, partnerships with with local local uh, gym. We have a partnership with a, a gym and the YMCA here, and uh, you know, I kind of, you know, put out the, the the baseball product for the fans to come and enjoy. Um, and but it, but it's uh, you know a lot of, a lot of time in my off season is spent uh, scouting and recruiting and and bringing in you know players that I think can be successful um, and I do it uh, you know to 
you know, I just, I just, we want to win a championship. That's goal number one. But I also want to help guys, uh, you know, move up to the next level. And, and like like uh, I did with J.D. Hammer, who's now in, in the Angels organization. You know, I think there's a lot of players here on our team and in this league that can compete at the affiliated level. Uh, and it's that's really the main focus of the league is to get guys the exposure they need um, to – to, to move on, move up, and, and climb the ladder of, of minor league baseball and hopefully one day be in the big leagues. I love it. Um, we talk a lot here at Best Ever You about dreaming big. Um, can you can you talk about that a little bit? Like I, we, t- we also talk about it and just elaborate a little bit in terms of somebody telling you um, no, you know, no, um, like naysayers around you, uh, people who aren't, um, you know, on your team necessarily to help you dream big and achieve the things that you want to achieve in your life. Because sometimes people have those lofty goals and people around them are like, what do you want to go do? <laughs> you know, can you address that? Yeah. Because this, I think it fits. Ba- baseball to me, from what I've learned over the years through watching Cam and all you guys play, is that it's it's definitely got that dream, dream big component of it. And if you get it wrong, around the wrong person, they can squash you if you believe it. Oh, oh, for sure. For sure. It's, it's a, it's a battle every day to, to block out. And even not only the, the fact that there's a, a team of 24 guys on the other side of the field trying to, trying to bring you down every day as yeah. well. But uh, I think it's, a, it, you know, it's important uh, for guys to, to maintain that, it, you know, and, and baseball's a tough game to, to continually have confidence in yourself because it's, you know, technically a game failure in a lot of ways. Uh, but I think that's really, uh, it, it is something that these players have to have because at, at this stage, uh, you know, they're playing, you know, they're not making a million dollars. They're playing for a little bit of money here and there. Uh, and they're playing because they love it. Uh, but that's why it's really important to have a good group of guys that believe in each other uh, because they can lift each other up when people or circumstances are trying to bring them down and and that piece uh there it, it cannot be valued greater i mean having teammates yourself and enjoy the process together uh is is paramount and and they help each other in a lot of ways when the naysayers come around when you know you have a bad game and the guy wants to interview you and things like that and you know, and, and people are always questioning, why are you doing that? Not making enough, you know, you could be making a lot more money doing something else. And oh, people don't boy, quite there's one. Yeah. And, and I've, yeah. No, I've been told that my whole life. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I, yeah, I have too, believe it or not. When I started Best Ever You, people are like, you need to get a real job. I'm like, this is going to be my job. Trust me. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's tough too, especially like um I was just I put out a post the other day in Facebook on like the climb to get to where I am right now has been a lot. And um yeah. and I didn't elaborate too far cuz some of the people know and whatever, but talk about the climb to get to where you are because I bet it's not just like a upward tra- you know, upward trajectory, right? It's kind of no, not no, <laughs> And, and it's one of the lessons I teach these guys is that the opportunities you have don't come around. They don't just keep coming around. You have to grab them when they do and and put your whole self into it and, and dive right in 
and, and do everything it takes to, to take advantage of those situations and, and put yourself in a position to be successful. I always say that's my job is to try and get you in positions to be successful. And whether, you, whether or not you have success, it ends up being on you a lot. And if you're not prepared or, 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 or you haven't done everything you possibly can to, uh, to be successful in those situations, then the outcome might not be the best. And a lot of guys really dive into that, and they, they get it. And some guys, some guys don't, and you have to remind them, hey, listen, what you're doing off the field and what you're doing to prepare yourself uh, is, you know, it's going to impact your outcome. Here. And yeah. and even if it doesn't, even if you do still fail, at least you can fail without regret. And I think that's that's a big lesson for them to have because some guys do have a lot of regrets after they leave the game and after all of a sudden, you know, somebody says it's time to go and they feel like they could have done something. I myself have one as a have regrets as a player because I feel like I could have left uh, a little bit more on the table. Um, but but that's one thing we try and uh, in, ensure in them. Uh, or instill in them that uh, that you have to be ready and you have to you have to do everything you can right now because time is fleeting and the opportunities are fleeting. Uh, but you don't want to give them that sense of sometimes you don't want to give them that you know because then that creates an anxiety and you just want to go out there and have fun and play the game. Uh, so there's a there's a balance. Some 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 guys you push in different ways as players. Uh, but yeah, you're right. There's 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 peaks and valleys for sure. I mean. You know, I, I, I was just blessed to get, there was this one opportunity, you know, I'm sitting, I was coaching junior college and I was really enjoying it, uh, but, you know, I was, you know, money was tight and I was like, I, I might have to do something else here because, uh, you know, I got to be able to make a living. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I've had that moment here. Didn't know what, <laughs> you didn't, I didn't know like, what I, I was going to do next. Yeah, I was I was up in the North Main Woods uh, on a deer stand, and I had decided to write an email to uh, uh, the the then owner of the Ottawa Ottawa Champions. Uh, just stab in the dark, you know, and and just I'm sitting there like, oh, I heard that there was a new team coming in in independent ball up where I played for a season, and I figured, heck, heck why not just reach out and see what happened? So I sent him an email, uh, and. And he ended up getting back to me the next day and said, you know, there might be a spot for you here to coach. And, you know, that's an opportunity you got to jump at, you know, because it's hard to get jobs in baseball. Uh, and, you know, so when an opportunity presents itself, you kind of got to grab it and, and drop everything in a lot of ways. Because it happens with these players. These guys are coming from all over the country and all over the world, really, uh, to take these opportunities uh, to play the game. And, so I, you know, jumped at it, had an interview with Hal Amir, who's the legendary manager. He was the manager of the year in the National League with the Astros in 1986, and he was managing the team. And talked to him, and he brought me in, and I was with him for four years. And then my career has grown into this opportunity. So, you know, you never know when, when the opportunity is going to strike or, you know, if you have some inkling or an idea, uh, go ahead and run with it. You never know what's going to happen. It could work out. And, and you know, it worked out for me in that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you know, yeah. you, know, I, there was, um, you know, I'm sitting there, with, you know, it's like an epiphany moment, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like, what am I doing next? What's the next step for me? And you, go, you just take a stab in the dark and <laughs> and go for it. And, and, and it worked out for me. And it works out yeah. for a lot of people. It's funny how it works. You know, when you have those epiphany moments and, and you're, you're like, do I, do I jump or do I, 
or, or do I sit back and wait? And, and sometimes just taking that leap of faith uh, and that risk uh, can propel you into the next phase of your life. And now, thankfully, here I am as a manager myself uh, after coaching for seven years. So uh, it's kind of funny how the world works. Yeah, no, it's great. And did you know, like, go back to, like, little kid you at age six, you know, have you always been the the guy who was like, gather around, guys, let me tell you a story about, and inspire you all? <laughs> Were you always inspirational? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I was, I, I, I would, I would, uh, I did have that little spark as a kid. I, I, I was more often a uh, leader by example and, and just kind of kept having my positive energy and hoping it would rub off on other people. And uh, it did, it has for a long time and, uh, you know, it's it's still with me today. I still try and have that positive, um, you know, lighthearted approach to it, you know, because it's, the stress can bear you down, uh, especially in this game. It's like every, and it's funny because we've had a lot of games that have been tight late, you know, and the and uh you know the stress can get to you and uh, if 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 you let it and sometimes you got to brush it off and and just be thankful for the moment and the opportunity to ha- have a chance at success and and have yeah. fun with it bring in gratitude this is my like all-time favorite like word i i when i, I i'm a master life coach and i teach people to root in gratitude mm-hmm. just just root in gratitude from there all things are clear <laughs> Talk about yeah. gratitude. Do you do you have a team full of guys guys that know what gratitude is? Um, and I'll t- I'll tell you a little bit of a of a side note here. Our kids, our four kids, were raised with the hashtag gratitude on the refrigerator. And for yeah. Christmas a few years ago, I got them all shirts that says hashtag that say hashtag gratitude and all all stuff. So what, if I'm ever grumpy or in that spot, they go hashtag gratitude, mom. <laughs> so I get it yeah. back at me. <laughs> But um, yeah. how about the guys on the team? Are they are they grateful? Do they really understand? I always worry about athletes, student athletes, athletes, wherever le- level you're on, because I don't quite ever think that people truly realize how cool they are, how gifted they are. How, <laughs> I think people are like always down on themselves, like oh, I suck, and oh my god, I struck out, or whatever it is. And I'm like, no, 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 you're awesome, and do you do people feel that way, or do they, you know, do they get it? Because it's a privileged um, group. I mean, that number shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. At the Frontier League, you're in an elite percentage of people still playing baseball. Yeah, yeah, and it, sometimes you have to remind them um, that, that they're awesome because you know, like I say, this game can can be tragic at times and can tear oh, your yeah. heart out if you let it. Um, yep. But especially because it happens one day after the next after the next, and you get into those emotional moments every night, you know, and in, in front of thousands of people, uh, and and winning matters, and success matters to these guys a lot. But uh, you know, as they go through the bumps and bruises, it is important to uh, you know keep reminding them because because you, you know you, you, as you just said with your kids, even even you've had moments, you know, as someone who's been preaching. <laughs> This yeah. awesome forever, uh, and we all do. Everybody does. Yeah. I, you know, I, and um, you know, but it is important to reflect and uh, you know, take a moment and just when you're in that space, go. Wait a minute. I, you know, I have to be thankful for this opportunity, and 
and uh, my abilities that have gotten me to here and, and have made me who I am. And, and, yeah, uh, reset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have to sometimes reset. And, and uh, you know, we, we have a lot of guys who are good at that. Uh, and, when, and and then we have some, you know, but there's sometimes the young guys who this might be their first go in professional baseball. And and, and the good thing is, you, and it's important in, in the locker rooms to have some some leaders, some older guys who have been there and done that, and can and can from a peer perspective uh, remind them how awesome they are, and and then they get right back on the horse, and it's good to see. But uh, I, I I do like my group I have right now. They're really uh, you know connected with each other, and and uh, they have uh, you know strong resolve, and uh, we've we've Ooh, seen work. some success lately that's that's really, I think, you know, catapulted them to another level of play, and, and uh, we're yeah. playing good baseball right now. It's good to see. All right. So I don't want to keep you too long. This is just kind of like an introduction. I think I think you should definitely come back, though, and we'll have some inspirational chats because it's, it's always fun and always inspiring. Anytime you get a coach, a manager, anybody like such as yourself on the phone, it's always so fun to just hear hear what well, inspires you, and, and you certainly inspire other people just by, you know, a sentence. Um, can you talk about, first of all, did I miss anything that you want to talk about? And then I, where I was going to go, um, was, can you do me a favor and talk about some of the players? Like, let's, let's chat them up. Can we do that? Or yeah, do you want to do that? Yeah. Let's chat up the guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'd rather talk about the guys than myself. So, uh, these guys, I mean, uh, it's so fun, the recruiting process and, uh, to find guys and bring them in and, and uh, have them, you know, have success under you. And you know, there's this one kid who, who uh, well, I'll bring up Scout Knotts. He's he's played at University of Maine actually. Uh, and uh, he, I signed him in the middle of the year here recently, like a, maybe a month ago. Uh, and he went through the grind that uh, you know that, that takes all the perseverance and resolve that a a, a person could have. Uh, you know, he played at UMaine. He played at UMaine. He did well, uh, but didn't end up getting drafted. Um, and then he went out and played, at, and was actually at the California Winter League where I was coaching last year. Uh, he played. Uh, nobody signed him out of that. It was a league where you know, like 36 guys got signed to go play in independent baseball or, or more, and he didn't uh-huh. get picked. Even though he's, you know, he's he's six foot six, he swings a pretty good bat, uh, but he's an outfielder, and there's a lot of competition in the outfield, you know, at this level, and uh, he didn't get picked. And so then he went to another uh, one of these developmental leagues with the Black Sox, with a good friend of mine, Joe Torrey, who runs this league for guys who are free agents who want to get back into or into professional baseball, and he played all summer with that. Uh, for well, for about a month and a half, ended up being the MVP and winning the batting title in that little, uh, you know, developmental league. And you know, uh, you know, luck with that. We had a couple injuries, uh, and I needed a guy. And you know, my relationship with Joe, he's always helped me out uh, when I needed a guy in a short, you know, in a, in a in a in a quick moment. And and he brought up Scout Knotts. And Scout, you know, I was like, oh, well, he played at UMaine. And he played in the California Winter League, and I was down there, and I don't even, you know, I didn't really remember him because we didn't play against him very much. Yeah. In the games we did, he was on the fence. And then, 
So I said, okay, Joe, he, he was your MVP, he was your best hitter, bring him over. I'll, I'll take him. And he came in and right away hit, hit well enough to, you know, to earn a role in the lineup. Uh, and last week he was player of the week in the entire league, and he hit like 688 uh, with an OPS over 1,200. I mean, it was just a, a, a crazy week for him. He couldn't, he couldn't not find the barrel, and he, he was fantastic. And so he got <laughs> recognized league-wide. Uh, and this is a kid who wasn't, you know, I never played professional baseball until I signed, I signed him right there. Don't you love that? And he take, take the reins with that opportunity uh, and just dive in. And he's like a happy-go-lucky kid. He's just out there working hard, uh, you know, and doesn't get phased. And, and it was so awesome to see him have that success and get the recognition yeah. for it for last week's performance. I love uh, it. So... It was pretty cool. That's a good. It when was a you, good story of of sticking with it and believing in yourself, even when you've heard the word no so many times, uh, and uh, and then finally when you get an opportunity, grabbing and taking advantage of it. I, as you were talking, I'm like just writing. I'm writing down notes. So his name is Scout, and then how do you spell his last name? Yeah, it's like uh, not. K-N-O-T-T-S. Got it. Okay. I'll have to Google him. Maybe we'll have him on, huh? A little bit of believing in yeah, yourself there, yeah. Scout. Um, oh, my God. You know, Great. Stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm totally going to do that. But talk about the moment on his face when he realized somebody believed in him finally. Uh, well, it was, you know, when I signed him and oh, yeah. I put him in the lineup, he looked at the lineup cards. And he was he was just like jazzed up, like excited, like all right, let's go! I can't wait. Yeah. And we, it was a time where we we lost a few games, and so to see that energy, uh, kind of, you know, change in in the locker room, just to see, you know, how excited he was to be in the lineup, uh, it was kind of neat, you know, and and it brought a different energy, and you know, we ended up playing well. So, uh, you know, it, it's infectious. The positivity it can be infectious in a good way, and uh, you know, he's one of those guys that brought that kind of energy to us. Yeah. Uh, but about... no, he was the smile, grin to grin, you know, cheek to cheek, you know, the grin on his face. <laughs> so he needs a phone to call his parents. Um, yeah. Do, do yeah. you, um, <laughs> do you, um, okay, I might not put this perfectly, so, um, and then we're going to go, but um, talk about mm-hmm. people who um, might not be the best player you've ever seen in your life or you know everybody discounts them or whatever like no 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 or whatever but then that little extra either coaching development helping them see the belief in themselves whatever it is that little extra thing and it they suddenly just flourish they blossom like you know like what you were saying 688 you know all this stuff what's how do you find those people like is there a certain intangible about him that you can't quite put your finger on i love intangibles um, well, I, it, I just, uh, yeah. No, the, the guy that uh, gets brought to mind is this kid we have, Sam Frontino. Uh, and he, uh, you know, dealt with some injuries in college, never really had a full college season, you know, some leg injuries and stuff. But uh, I was able to coach him down this California Winter League, and he's actually from you know, close to Cleveland. He's from, an, you know, 30 minutes outside of Cleveland, which is where we're located. And, um, 
But he's one of those guys that in a one-day tryout, you're not going to go, oh, I need this guy on my team. You know, he's not, he's not, he's a smaller guy, uh, you know, has average, average pop in his bat and plays pretty good defense. But then you, I, I was able to coach him over the course of a month uh, mm-hmm. down in California. And he just would take competitive at-bats. He had an eye for the zone. He made every play that came his way. Uh, he could run the bases pretty well. Uh, he was a positive influence to his teammates. You know, he worked out hard. He was a grinder. And, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that said, okay, you know, I'm going to take a chance. I'll bring you to spring training. And I brought him to spring training. And, again, same attitude. He would work, he could get on base. He could, you know, hit in, with two strikes. He could make every play on defense. He was rooting for his teammates. He was pressuring them to go to the gym with him. You know, he was kind of... <laughs> Doing all these yeah. little things, and you know, but he could, you, you know, you ask him to hit a home run, and you, you know, it's probably not going to happen. So, right. uh, but but all these little, and that's why I love baseball. This is one of the reasons why I love the games because there's so much more to it than hitting the ball over the fence. And yeah. uh, he, you know, persevered, beat some guys out, and just continued to do all the little things right. Um, and then you know I gave I gave an opportunity and boom he was on the it was on the opening day roster and then Love it. you know he was and he was in the line you know he was in the lineup for the opening day and we beat the 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 Quebec Capitals who uh, you know are a storied franchise in Frontier League and so he's he's playing second base for me in the opening day uh, but then then you know. We go two, three weeks later, and I've got kids coming in, guys coming in, not kids, uh, from uh, Puerto Rico. I had a kid coming in from, uh, you know, he played in the Puerto Rican national team, good kid. And so, so this kid, Sam, got pushed out, and eventually I had to, I had to let him go. And, and I told him, Sam, just stay ready because you never know what's going to happen. And yeah. sure enough, a guy gets hurt, a guy has to go away and play for the national team. And I said, Sam, why don't you come on back? And he came back, and as soon as he came back, he he upped his level of game, and and now he's pitching, and you know he's kind of doing anything he can to help the team win. Yeah. And you know we just said, here you go, take you know take take advantage of this opportunity because you never know when it's, you know you, you never know if this could be it. But every day he's out there working his tail off and and finding ways to be a good teammate and help the team win and. And just the energy he brings is incredible. So uh, he's a great story because, you know, I took a chance on him. And that's why I love doing what I do because these guys can get overlooked just like that. And then they're off, you know, the, the game passes them by. But to give a guy like him that opportunity for him to, to, to grab it and run with it and do everything he can within his power to, 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 to be successful, it's kind of neat to see. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, yeah, those are the things that analytics can't quite get a grasp of, which is what it is. There's just things that analytics just can't can't do. Um, it's just like when you see somebody who's pitching slower, and everybody puts the guns down and just starts talking, you know, and they don't they blow it off. And I'm like, you missed like every story and everything about this person or these people or whatever. And so it's not always analytics. And I get that you know there's there's benchmarks and things like that, but um, you know, like you said, there's just more to it than that. Um, before we go, I mean, I keep saying that, but you know, I love your stories. Um, 
What do you think about somebody who thinks they're great and is uncoachable? <laughs> oh, it's tough. It's tough. Um, There's all sorts know. of personalities, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that that can be a detriment because if 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 you can't, uh, you know, or maybe they are the desire to continue to learn. I mean, if you're not open to listening to other people's, that this is one of the things I always tell guys. I say, listen, you you, I'm gonna tell like I do it at every every camp or every every practice I run. I say, I'm gonna tell you some things that I know uh, about the game, and you can take it or leave it. It's up to you, but what I need you to do is listen to me while I'm speaking so that if there is something that I have to say, I really want you to grab one thing from what I have to say, and hopefully that's going to help you uh, improve it, that little percent, that today's 1%. If you can get 1% better today because of something I said, uh, you know, then, then I've done my job. Even if, even if you've heard everything I've said before, and, and maybe I'm saying it in a different way, but it's the same thing, uh, but you always have to at least keep your ears open because you might catch something. And I'm, the key for some coaches, you know, they get offended when the guy doesn't want to uh, do everything that they that they tell him to do. But the fact is, is that that's, it's their game to to improve. So I understand that rationale that because I've seen coaches just you know ruin players at the same time. But I always tell players to have an open mind. To, to try something, you know, always be willing to try something new, uh, but then, you know, when it, when the chips come down, uh, you know, do what, do what you think is your game, your your life. So do what you think you need to do to have a positive outcome. But when they're closed ears and they're and they're you know, overly confident and you know, cocky and and uh, and think that they're, you know, the cat's meow and above everybody else. Then that doesn't really play that well, you know. Uh, no. It's it's tough, and and hopefully in what you, you you hopefully in your recruiting process you have enough guys that that can handle that on a peer level. Uh, you know, you have good leaders and good captains in the team, and, and guys who uh, you know can can see that attitude and and maybe nip it in the bud from a, a teammate perspective before. Yeah. You know. A coach has to step in, but um, you know when you get that. You know, that but that's the thing is it, it's it's competitive. So if you don't, if you put out something that the guy who's making decision, you know, you know, it's like you don't you don't bite the hand that feeds you. So if you want to act like a yeah. jerk, and then you know to the guy who's you know you know writing your paychecks or, or giving you the job, I mean that guy's going to end up you know doing something else. Uh, to, Telling you to go home. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. There's plenty of people. Um, so, okay, so I totally. Now, this time, this time we are going to go. Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you so much for saying yes and being here and sharing all of your expertise and knowledge and stories. And um, we just we learned a lot. So I I'm very grateful for your time and energy. Um, and oh. is there anything is there anything before we go that I missed or that you want to add or anything like that? No, I'm just really thankful you had me on, and and I really appreciate what you're doing and helping people, uh, you know, see the brighter side of, of of things and and feel confident in themselves. I think that's huge. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really impressed with what you're doing, and and uh, Thank you. you know, encourage you to keep keep going. I'm really excited to see your <laughs> third book. And, Thank you. Uh, 
and, yeah, and, and it's just awesome. I love I love the you know from the ground up stories, and it seems like you're one of those, uh, and and it's really nice to see. So thanks for yeah. having me. It really is. I'd love to come back. Oh yeah, please do. And best of luck to. to do you have a rest of the season going on? Like, how, when's your season end? Hopefully, like. Uh, we end on September third. And is that yeah, so into the postseason? Yeah, then there's the postseason, okay. and, and we're on the outside looking in right now. But uh, maybe we do some. You know, maybe there's some magic to still be had here at the end of the year. We'll we'll <laughs> all start praying to the baseball gods. All right, um, and I'll put all the links, yes, everybody. They are real. They are very real. Trust me. Um, all right. <laughs> Thank you, Jared. And um, what a wonderful show, everybody. Thank you so much to Jared Lemieux for being here. He's a manager of the Lake Erie Crushers. I'll put all the links up. And um, he's got a, a really great main, con- main connection as well. So, all right, Jared. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you tuned in. Be brave. Be bold. Be you. And remember to visit us at besteveryou.com. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.